The Monday Means Test with Wayne Hawks and John O'Neill. Brought to you by Newgate Farm. North Pacific. What a weapon. He uses class. Go to Newgate and have a look for yourself. I'm dirty on myself and I did the promo for the show. I should have done it alongside the big poster just outside of the Newgate barn where it's got that big photo of Wayne Hawks saying um, he's a weapon, basically, um, with North Pacific. And I say hello to the means test team. We've got Wayne Hawks, who's somewhere in Sydney, and Johnny O'Neill that's on his farm there at um, Flinders this morning. So let's welcome in the team, Wayne. Hello to you. Morning, Gareth. And hello to you, Johnny O'Neill. I've got a couple of tomatoes growing and an apple tree, but that's about it. Yes, well, I've got some great O'Nose coming up for you this today. So I'm really looking I've forward to I've got O'Nose everywhere, to... mate. Yeah, I've got O'Nose everywhere as well. So we might have to have a good 10 minutes with the O'Nose because Wayne rang me yesterday and said, Gareth, you've got to get to me with the O'Nose as well, Wayne. O. So you, <laughs> you've got something up your sleeve. So looking forward well, to that. I, I, think, I think my O'Nose might be the best one I've ever done. Oh, okay. So now, maybe we can do 45 minutes of O-Nose. That might be the game. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll start we can't bag, what what we can't doing, bag Jay, man. Yeah, what, no, what are you can't... doing, G? What's going on? No, I'm at the Sydney Sales. Day two's just started. Um, I don't know if I'm going to play today with your money, Johnny. Um, and I don't know if Wayne is playing today, but... We just had Peter Fitzgerald on, and it was a successful day to kick off proceedings because English do a little bit differently to, to the other organisations like Caraca and Magic Million start with their their best they, with book one, and then they work down. Where English start with the classic, the premier, and then they have their, their they save the best for last with the Easter sale. So they were over the moon with the success of the sale there yesterday. Johnny, did you play? Did you take a did you take any part in the sale? Yesterday, we'll say, um, you know, I mean, we're very lucky in Australia, aren't we? We, we get to experience um, beautiful, young, prepared, pre precocious horses uh, at the Gold Coast. And then we get to experience, you know, nicer style, potential three-year-old and staying horses if you're looking for those down in New Zealand. And now we go through um, a wonderful series with Inglis, um, obviously in Sydney and then to Melbourne and then back to Easter. So depending on how the horses were going and the breeding and just their preparation, um, I think Inglis do a wonderful job. And um, certainly uh, there's a few on the list today, so I'll have a bit of a look. Um, but uh, we didn't do any business yesterday, but looking forward to to getting through the sale here and then uh, and then having a look at Melbourne and then obviously off to Easter. Oh, it's very hard yeah. to keep Aussie to keep his hands in his pocket. Yeah, what about you, Hawksy? How'd you go yesterday? Um, well, bought one for 100. Thought he'd make 150 to 200. And Bargain. Got a, and got a and got a client's horse to train. Didn't get a did, didn't they didn't bid. Didn't get a vet report. Didn't get a, didn't get a hit. Um. You know what? We we can all say the glass is half full, but let me tell you, it's half empty at the moment. The the yearling sale market is starting to finally come back. Now I'm a buyer, so I want it to drop. It's a bit like if you've got a mortgage, you want um, you know, the uh, the, the new lady to uh, to drop the um the interest rates, don't you? So I want the I want the market to come back. I know that's going to have a ripple effect, but 
It's been long, long overdue, and yep. I think this is finally going to be the sale where it's come back. So they might be upbeat and bullish, but uh, let me tell you, from what, what I saw yesterday and the results, mm-hmm. I, uh, there's not a lot to be upbeat and bullish about there. Mind you, the quality of horse hasn't been there, and that's not William Inglis's fault because it's a bit like a race club. You can't dictate what runs in a race. You just get given the fields, and you've got to do the best with what you've uh, what you've got. Let's thing, get Horsey, second. though, is, you know, we're yeah. in a position where everybody gets an opportunity to try to buy a bargain, if that's the case, in, in Sydney. Um, and those horses are still all eligible for for the array of, um, you know, bonus dollars that English put behind the series. So um, I think it's good. It just gives everybody a a great opportunity to get in and buy a nice horse and um, and, and have an opportunity to get a good return, yeah? Johnny, there's one guarantee yes. I will give you. No one has ever left the sales complex with a crap horse. You might end up no. with one down the track, but no one has driven out going, whew, it's no good this one. Beautiful. Let's take it home and train it. Let's start with the King's Gambit. And just to help me with my King's Gambit, I want to play the replay of Mr. Brightside winning the CF4 Stakes. Pride of Jenny joined by Buffalo River. 250 metres to go. It's last man standing. Two links to Ayrton V8. And Mr. Brightside is coming on now. Buffalo River at the 150. Pride of Jenny won't give in. And now Mr. Brightside is sprouting wings. Here he comes, Mr. Brightside over the top. He got up. He got up, Mr. Brightside. I think Mr. Brightside. It was a remarkable win for Mr. Brightside. Benny Hayes just walked past me. He was going to join us, but he's got to go and bid on one. He's pulled up extremely well. He'll win the Futurity. I think Pride of Jenny will give him something to think about in a race like the All-Star Mile, and then he'll have to take on horses like Legato and um, Pride of Jenny once again in an Australian Cup. But, geez, that was an awesome return, Wayne, Mr. Brightside there in the All. Well, I, uh, I, I watched the race with you, as you obviously know, Gareth, and guy walked up to me at the races who I didn't know. He was obviously a, a fan, a participant. And he said, um, which one do you like? I said, have a look at the field and tell me what can win a Cox Plate. There's only one horse. I said, he's a $1.90 pop, and he should be, because I said, the only star class of the race is Mr. Brightside. And as I said off the top, he's the only one in my eyes that could win a, a Cox Plate. And very, very difficult ride. And, and well done to Craig, because when they're going so fast out in front, the natural reaction is to let's go, push, 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 push. So Craig was niggling him, niggling him, should I say, but wasn't full throttle. And you say that, but I mean, you are full throttle when you're running home in those sectionals. But my point is, Craig didn't have him sideways on the corner, wasn't up him for the rent, Yahoo, and he just took his time, took his time, took his yeah. time, and uh, and he got home over the top of him because, to be fair, there ain't many horses in the country that could sit back like Brightside did and get past those horses for how fast they were uh, running in front. Johnny, you're proud of Jenny. Um, I mean, or, just, just, or, to listen, yeah. to, just, just to listen to that again gives you tingles down your spine. And for people that are in sort of my age era, which is, I'd like to say, late 40s, but it's late 50s. Old. Um, <laughs> I know well, I, mean, I know like... only look late 40s, but... From a late 50s perspective, um, just to see a horse like him perform brings back Hawksey the, for me anyway, the superimposers and the better loosen-ups and the Vaux Rogues. He is, this horse is a champion. 
He's he's an old style knock around. Just you know what? He'd be a ripping bloke to have a beer with this horse. Um, yeah. And and I just think uh, for the racing public to have an opportunity, even now, just to hear it again, you get tingles up your spine. I don't have anything to do with the horse, but knowing you know David Hayes during the period with those great horses, and just to see JD and and uh, and Ben and Will have a horse like this and look after him the way he did. I'll assure you, if he wasn't a champion, he was there to be beaten the way the races were run on Saturday from where he was. Uh, and I just think it's absolutely fantastic for racing. And, and you know, we're going to have horses compete against him in the next month or six weeks. And, you know, we'll be doing our best. But, geez, we've got a long way to go to catch up. The other thing is, Gareth, is that he has lasted the test of time because... I know Princess Jenny only just got beat, but she needs to step up from what she did in the spring and she needs to win an all-star mile. If she's going to go, like, and to back up what Johnny has said. Was it two years ago, Brightside won a uh, Doncaster, was it? Was it two or was it yep. last year? But the Something bottom line is, yeah, but the bottom line is he, he's been top of the tree for two years. Very few horses get past a spring and an autumn these days. So to get to the top level, and do you know what? I'm going to say the word. I don't think he's ever had any wank factor about him, Mr. Brightside. And he should because he's a winner yeah. and he wants to win. And I don't think he's in some of the elite, elite names of the modern era. But to back up will what be. Johnny said, he is. Well, well, he has to be now because he, he just be. keeps coming back and uh, and doing it. And that was a, might have been the best race you've ever seen from on paper. But the way yeah. the race was run, well, if, if he had whacked in a third posse, everyone would have said, wow, there's a run. He didn't do that. He went straight past them. That's hard to do. Jeez, so taking a, those yeah. owners just on the ride of their life, isn't it? That huge group yeah. of people, they're, uh, you know, they're probably socialising and catching up for dinner once a week and working out what they're doing. It's a huge group and it's just so fantastic for racing. So he was purchased for under 300000 as a tried horse. He was unlucky on debut there in New Zealand. He was passed in twice at the Karaka Yearling Sale and then the Ready to Run Sale. Um, then purchased for, I think, around between 250 and 300 anyway from Lindsay Park. He was beaten the only time I backed him at Bendigo first up, and then he's never <laughs> lost since. Um, he's been a sensational horse. He's won over $10 million now, and I reckon he wins the futurity. I think Pride of Jenny can give him something to think about in, a, in an all-star mile because the way that she likes to run, I think from a tactical point of view, she can take right side and a few others out of their comfort zone a lot earlier over 1600 meters than what she can say it's over 1400 and then in the australian cup he's the favorite as well and then he'll go down to or up to sydney for a queen elizabeth so he's an awesome horse um and he's come just at the perfect time for lindsay park and the new generation with the the boys taking over and jd benny and and Will as well. So it's great for the game. And Craig Williams doesn't really make a mistake on him as well. He's been sensational as, as his rider. We'll take a break. It's 10.14 on the other side of it. We'll, we'll discuss the shape up of the two-year-old um, situation with the Blue Diamond just around the corner and the Golden Slipper as well. So don't go anywhere. This is the Monday Means Test on Giddy Up on this Monday morning. Bodyguard gets a trail into the race and is running on. Behind them, cardiologist Inner Visions at the 200 metres. Stay focused on the outside, coming hard, and Bodyguard is now letting rip on the outside. Bodyguard takes Stay Focused. Bodyguard hands and heels at the 50, and Nick in front, and it's Bodyguard. Bodyguard won it. Second Stay Focused, third homes are caught, untapped and high octane, didn't get a lot of room in the straight. 
So Bodyguard isn't the favourite for the Blue Diamond after that prelude victory. He's two from two. He's unbeaten. He was a high expensive colt there at the sales last year. And he is doing the job on the racetrack, Johnny O'Neill. Bold Bastille, one of yours, was in the Phillies prelude and she pulled up lane once again, which is a little unfortunate. So I don't know if we see her again, this preparation. But um, did we see the Blue Diamond winner on Saturday? I think so. I thought Bodyguard was a, was a really good run. Um, I actually had something on high octane, which just was never tested in the race at all. Blake found himself third or fourth offence or something. I'm not quite sure what was going on there. He couldn't get out. He just it was he just sat up on it the whole way down the straight. So um, I'd be quite confident that high octane would, at their best, would beat Bodyguard on its run first up. Um, interesting race that um, Mark's obviously um, riding very well so um, you know the ride there to win um, our filly again as we're all aware and you know for total transparency and this is um, this is only my opinion but every time a short price favourite pulls up or gets beaten it's, it pulls up lame so uh, that horse has trotted up 100% sound, there's nothing wrong with it I don't know what yeah. was wrong, I'll tell you what was wrong with it it was a shit house ride, that's what it was and uh, it had <laughs> uh, one trial going into the race so Mark obviously rode bodyguard like a champion and he rode the other one like a goat so um, to be in a he position was, where he was one goat. Your, it, mate, he was one of your riders to be in a position mate where You've got a horse off one trial that ran 21 seconds, or matter of fact, less than 21 seconds um, from the 1,000 to the 600. It was just absolutely ludicrous. Uh, Blake Shin was booting up on the inside, creating extra pace. The winner swept from sort of mid-last or midfield. At the end of the day, mate, all Mark had to do was drop his hands, allow um, the Adelaide horse to go up and lead. Um, if we get away with a second cheaper, which you normally would under circumstances over that sort of 400 metre or 600 metre period, the horse wins by two lengths. So okay. everyone's carrying on. Um, at the end of the day, it was a terrible ride up off one trial. She was always going to be a bit vulnerable, but yeah. obviously her class and her rating from first up enabled her to be as short as what she was. But I just don't think that she was ridden to win the race, to be honest. I thought it was a terrible ride. I was very disappointed with it. Um, and, you know, then we looked for excuses, so she pulled up lane. So for all the people that supported the horse, I spoke to JD after the race. He rang me the next morning. I spoke again this morning. Um, she'll still be in the Blue Diamond. She's obviously a very fast, high-quality filly, but there's plenty of other listed races and group races around that. So... We'll just see how she is over the next week or so. I think you'll find a lot of horses will pull up a little tired after Saturday, but certainly her after one trial, Gareth. It was just horrendous. I don't know what he so was doing. He we was trying down, to get to the airport, I think, for the Super Bowl. We, we were down to J-Mac and Mark Sarah as your rider because you had to fly in D-Mac um, yep. to the Irish young jock to um, ride um, your horse there in the English Millennium Odyssey. Yep. And um, now yep. you're down to one, J-Mac, Hawksy, so... <laughs> Um, Let me so, tell you, Jamie Spencer was not happy with that uh, that uh, riding inclusion. Yeah. He said, "What has DMAC got that I don't?" Yeah, that's all, I've got to say about, all I've got to say about uh, the DMAC riders. The interesting thing in Sydney is when you dish tracks up with a conveyor belt like they did again on a race day like that was extraordinary. So uh, 
unless you were five off, nobody in the world, you couldn't lead. All the horses that were sort of mad leaders or horses that would normally be up there, the only horse that got away with it was Bjorn's later in the day because it probably had a furlong on them. But outside of that, whoever would have thought Gay's horse, which blew him away, and congratulations to her, which is a mad leading thing, would have been able to sit back four and five deep in the on the conveyor belt and go whoosh down the middle. So um, I thought, um, you know, Dylan did the job we asked him to do. It's a big effort to come out and ride. Obviously, he went back to the inside. He thought it was going to win. He couldn't get to the outside. There's five or six horses on the outside of him. So Odinson will live to fight another day. Don't worry. The gears are still there. It's obviously not a golden slipper horse, but it's a very nice horse. Well, you've probably got to your nose before we got to the O nose. He's a oh, fan no, of there, Johnny. Don't worry. Exactly what I said. I've got hundreds full, of them. Don't worry. Lit, Fully Lit was good to win another big race for Gay Waterhouse. She's dominated the big two-year-old features, the Magic yep. Millions, the English race, the Golden Gift. Um, but as Adrian Bott pointed out, Gareth, it's no good winning these matches in a home and away season. Um, you need to win the big grand finals like a Blue Diamond and a Golden Slipper, but they'll play a major part in both those featured two-year-old races during the carnival. The big news out of the two-year-old division was the sale of Storm Boy. So um, it could be a, a sale worth up to $60 million. Now, a lot would have to go right for that to happen. But the question I pose to you, Wayne, and then Johnny, because you can come at this from two different angles. Johnny, um, we'll start off with you and then we'll go to Wayne. So you purchased this horse at the moment for, what, 14, 15-year-old, I think it is, what, 15-odd million that they had to pay up front, something like that. Um, but the question is, who rides? Do Ryan Moore and J-Mac take over now? Because Coolmore... Um, Coolmore have purchased the, the majority share in this horse or because there's deals going on, if he wins the slipper there's an extra um, 10 million if he wins a triple crown there's an extra 15 does that allow Gay Wardhouse to say, oh, oh, hang on a sec um, if these bonuses are up front or, or coming into play we want the jockey who we want on I think um, certainly from that we've ever been in that position like Coolmore are, but at the end of the day, it's great to have input into jockeys and great to have input, as I've always said, as an owner, um, and I'm sure a lot of people will agree this with their trainers, just to have a discussion about programs and stuff. But at the end of the day, Adrian and Gay, um, you know, they have their riders. I can't see that... Um, um, Adam's done anything wrong on it, has he? I wouldn't have thought. he, he wrote, Adam wrote it, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, so, like, I can't see he's done anything wrong on it. The process is that, um, you know, I would imagine if um, if Gay and Adrian are happy to continue with him, um, Tom and the team at Cornwall would, would support that process 100%. But, you know, that'll be up to them to discuss. If it was me, I'd leave it up to Gay and, and, Gay and Adrian in that instance, as long as you had your input. Um, and while we're on that horse, um, I know that we had conversations early doors about uh, the form in the Magic Millions, Wayne, but looking at all the two-year-olds and going off all of the ratings, and it's very difficult because two-year-olds can improve and drop off very quickly run to run, depending on chin soreness and maturity and stuff. They're, they're still chasing Storm Boy. Um, all of the ratings that have come through have still got them three or four lengths behind him. So assuming he comes back in the same condition that he did, um, I had a look at his early trials. And uh, Jeezy's improved from those early trials that Gay put him through to go bang, bang. So I would imagine it's his golden slipper to lose, subject to barrier drill. Probably the only difference, just, just going on from that, is that since he won Magic Millions Day, 
Mag- up until Magic Millions Day, we hadn't seen much, let's be fair. But since Magic Millions Day, we have seen more, let's say, contenders. Now, he's still probably on top of the tree, but you know what? Go and ask Anthony Cummings and Smart Missile. I mean, they were scratched the barriers, weren't they, in the Golden Slipper as favourites. So you're not there until you're there. And um, it's quite interesting. I mean, it was like stay inside. I know someone owned a share in him, and I think they paid $3 million for him before the Slipper. And then he wins the Slipper. And I won't say which owner, but the owner said, that was great. I said, of course it was. You won a Golden Slipper? He said, yeah. I just want a golden slipper, then I'd cough up another half a million on Monday. He, he said so. The, the the kickers are the kickers are great for the for the uh, for the original owners, but the uh, the purchases when it comes off, it's certainly expensive. So, I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, we we can we can all talk about these great inflated figures and things like that. But at the end of the day, Stormboy has to win a golden slipper. For starters, there's only been about sixty five of them, and you've got fifteen thousand two year olds trying to knock you off. So. And as I said, 65, that's all there's been. Or it might be 70 now, but there's not many. So they're very, very, uh, very, very hard to get and hard to find. And I've been involved in many. And let me tell you, I've been involved with horses, starting with octagonal and strategic and horses like that, that shoulda, coulda, woulda won the race, just shoulda won, but didn't. So I've been involved and had and helped saddle the best horses and not always the best horse wins. Admittedly, back then it was probably a bit more carnage than what it is uh, what it is today. But you know, you've only got to draw a bad barrier or bad whatever. But I think it's a big, big not not a risk, but it's a lot of money. Good luck to them. Yeah. You know what? I've got the money, and they're back in their own stallion in Justify. And you know what? I don't really care what stallion is the next best stallion. But when you look at I'm Invincible and Stitzel, they're in their early twenties now. That's getting on in age, isn't it? From from a racehorse's point of view, a stallion's point of view. So we need the next best stallion to come through. Would I be swapping Adam Hieronymus? Um, yeah, it's a big call, isn't it? Is he J-Mac? No, he's not. Is he Ryan Moore? No, he's not. But at the end of the day, I'm not sure what the deal was, whether Gay has still full control. Knowing her, I'm sure she's probably asked for that. And that's fair enough because they've done nothing wrong. But you know what? From their point of view, it's a good it's a good position. It's a good good talking point, isn't it? But Adam Hieronymus has done nothing wrong, so it would be a good story if he can stay on the horse and uh, roll through. Now, well, I mean, if Stallboy in Switzerland, which obviously hit the market and the slippers, they've both got um, they've both shown that they can they can sit back and go bang, or they've got reasonable pace and can lead. So, you know, barriers, as you know, mate, are very very important in this race. And if you've got horses that got tactical speed. Um, you always give yourself a chance. And, you know, Gay's got um, that lady of Camelot, I think, which is coming down for the Blue Diamond. Gareth, is that correct? I think Correct. I, I, $13 I think, last week from Bet365 yeah. until we mentioned it here on Giddy Up. It was into 450 yeah. second favourite. Yeah, right. Well, so. well, I mean, it's, it's a flying machine. So, you yeah. know, that also allows horses like, you know, Stormboy in Switzerland that do have a bit of tactical speed to be able to find a spot no matter where they are. So... It'll be interesting. Um, obviously, Rob Cummings has forced Coleman's, I think, near the top of the market in the Blue Diamond. So he looks like a really big, strong, progressive colt. So it's bloody hard to win the, the diamond and then go up and win the slipper. So, um, I mean, it, it'll be a horse that have some hope. And the rest of them, I think, are just chasing. I don't think I don't think there's anything outside of those two that I've seen they are going to cause any drama, mate. Yeah. The other, the other thing quickly, walk- Gareth. 
Yes, yes, Wade. The other thing quickly is, if you're talking about swapping A-high runners for J-Mac, remember one thing. J-Mac's indisposed at the moment. He's got a broken foot, a fractured foot. You two are in love with him. You, you two know more than what I do. Bruise. Bruise, Wayne. It's bruise. Yeah, hang on, hang on a second. We're going to all say it's bruised, but is it? So I'm not saying J-Mac's not telling the truth, but my point is he is currently out. So what if it doesn't... What if the bruising doesn't subside? What if it gets worse? I mean, there's a, you know, there's a little bit to play out here, so maybe they might want to sit back a little bit because we know what the jockeys like they'll they'll jump from one to the other as quick as quick. But I'd be sticking with Hieronymus right now. But to give everyone a chance, the last couple of weeks with his injury to catch up, so they can write a few winners because he doesn't want to take all the money. Everyone gets the shit, so he'll be right. Let's take, he'll be right. Let, let's let's take the news. Um, we've got a special guest coming up here. I mean, Tommy Wood, because it's Chinese New Year Day at Sha Tin today, so we need a couple of winners there. News time. Oh, no. See you walking around like it's a few. Uh, welcome back to Giddy Up. We've got a new segment, too. It's called, I don't know, The Rumor File. I know Johnny and Wayne were big on this, but I've got, you know, I've got my ear to the ground these days. And, you know, sometimes Johnny is. It's been pointed out a bit on this show is that we probably know a lot of these stories before they actually get officially announced. And sometimes in this game that we play in, like we're all over the Eustace situation, but we teased our audience. Sometimes they can read between the lines, can't they, Johnny? Um, I've got this massive. I've got a rumor file today that would shock the Australian the the Australian racing landscape that I'll announce a little later on. So. You are the man, mate. Uh, there isn't any doubt. You're the, like you're the scoop. That's what oh, you are. You're the. Yeah. Yeah, you this just is get big. all the mail. Anyway, I'd like to talk about the O-Nos. Oh, yes. I've got three O-Nos here. Okay. Um, one last Wednesday for all of the punters. Anybody who watched race seven at Sandown last week with the protest with the stewards. The stewards must have been, and I say this, this is only my opinion, of course, because yeah, I watched be careful. it very closely. You can, you can get fined here, Wayne, I mean, Johnny, because you are a registered owner here. Leave so. me out. Yeah. Okay, well, well I, was, I was disappointed with the result. <laughs> Yellow Brick Road, now I'm now saying that. Yellow Brick Road won the race um, for Patrick Kearney, which I think was his first city winner, which is great for him. Yeah, um, just looking at the head-on... And looking at the situation, they must have been watching the Wizard of Oz to enable Yellow Brick Road to win that race because there was protest third against first, second against first. Yeah. Uh, every time John Allen tried to push through, the winner either smashed into him or took his running. Then Reese McLeod hit the horse on the head a couple of times just to make sure that it wouldn't get through the gap. I'm only joking, Reese. You wouldn't have done that deliberately, but that did happen. Um, and I think the betting, not that it means anything, but the betting on the stewards upholding the process was like a dollar five. So I don't quite understand how it didn't get upheld. But anyway, that's only my opinion. Um, did you have Michael an investment Dees in that ride... race, Johnny? Sorry, mate. Did you have an investment in that race? No, I did not. I just watched the race. I didn't back the horse, but I uh, I just watched the race and I couldn't believe. For those who haven't seen it, go back and watch it. Race seven, you'll probably get the stewards' footage too, the head-on and stuff. It's only my opinion. Um, secondly, Michael D's ride on a horse called Moesha in the last race at Caulfield was incompetent. 
um, was extraordinary. I just don't even know what he was doing, to be honest. So, um, Kieran's horse won the race, uh, thing called Estriella, which was a very yeah, good It doesn't very matter. Good win, no, no one would be beating that horse. doesn't matter how they rode the opposition. It well, was, I'm just telling you, go back and watch Moesha. It's a very, very, very good horse. And I'm telling you, it, it is a future Group 1 winner. It's a very, very good horse. Uh, and then the other the other scenario is one of my mates, who um, yes. obviously I mentioned, Mark Zara, who rides a lot for us, and I, I love him as a jockey. Um, I was very disappointed with his ride on uh, Bold Bastille, but his ride on Pericles was worse. So, not quite sure. I think Johnny's been frozen. Johnny <laughs> froze there. I think it was the stewards or the Jockey Association coming in over the top there, Gareth. Yeah. Johnny, no, frozen, Johnny. You're he's out. frozen, unbelievable. So we don't know the sprays about to go. Yeah, we'll have to sort that out. Wayne, your own nose? Righto, my own nose. <clears throat> so I'll set it up. It's last Wednesday. A mate of mine, Anthony, is on a plane from Melbourne to Sydney, sitting up the front of the bus. Neat ding dong. As soon as you take off. <clears throat> Open up your seatbelt straight to the toilet. He had to go. He was busting, literally busting. Had to do a number two. It's what we do. Let's just <laughs> get it all out there. No, no, hang on, hang on. Don't laugh because we all do it, Gareth. It's not like this no, is blasphemy or. Well, we do. Hang on. A number two is a poo, okay? So, yeah. you know what? We all do it. So, yeah, I'm, yeah. I, I need to put this in context. So, what happens is he goes and does a number two. Everything's cool. As you do, you're sitting in there. And he starts looking at an email and responding to an email. Not very big in those toilets on the planes. All of a sudden, he gets uh, knock, 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 knock. He thinks, oh, geez, flight attendant, um, trying to hurry me up. So he, uh, he finishes the business, does what he does, opens the door, and there is Gay standing right there front and centre waiting to <laughs> use the toilet. So old mate goes back down and sits down in his seat in row two, and she's in row one. And he said, I fell asleep. I said, did you? He said, yeah. He said, we hit the deck. He said, bang, woke me up. He said, I, uh, he said, she, we pull up at the gate. He said, she stands up, turns around and gives me the filthiest greasy you've ever seen. He said, I just shrunk in my chair the way that she, that woman looked at me. Yeah. And he said, then it dawned on me. He said, cause she knocked on the door and was hurrying me up. He said, I forgot to flush. <laughs> <laughs> oh, your your turn, okay, Gareth. That, true that is, story. True story. Not well, my, no, no when, uh, lies there. Well, that is one of your best O-Nos. My 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 O-No is I met your beautiful mum there the other day at the races, Jenny Hawks, and she is a dead set superstar. And I sat down with her. We're having some scones and cream or some sandwiches, and she goes, "I don't know." how I produced a son like that. <laughs> Stop talking about Michael like that, will you? I'm serious. He's listening, yes. probably. I said, oh, after meeting you and having a chat to you too, Jen, I don't know how you've done it. Um, but um, no, that made my day. And the other I know would be, oh, um, I'll come back to that straight after this break because um, we've just got to get Johnny O'Neill back for this opening. So we'll come back and we'll take a quick break and we'll come back with more of the means test straight after this. Yes, 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 yes. Welcome back to Giddy Up. We're live from the Riverside Stables Complex for day two of the classic Samoa. Yes, yes, yes. There's English. I think they've done a wonderful job once again. And um, Mitchell Beer was the star. It was like a roving mic there 
couple of days ago. I mean, she'd be dominated. So um, that's my yes, yes, yes. Johnny, you were cut off halfway through your spray with Mark Sarah again. So, um, <laughs> well, I just want, mate, Mark, mate, there's none better. Him and Jamie, when they're up and going, and Blake, they're, they're, they're unreal. Jamie Carr, when we were very lucky because we've got some wonderful riders. But, and I suppose, you know, it's easy from the outside sometimes speaking through your pocket because you can't get it right all the time. So I just didn't think his riding Pericles was much good. And yes, I did back it. So I backed Tom. it in a place. So that's probably why I'm speaking through my pocket. But yeah. um, from a yes, yes, yes perspective, buddy, I thought another will. I think it's a star. Great ride from Jamie and great for Colin McKenna and his big group of owners. It was great to see our horse Yonsei come back and win. Johnny Allen yes. has a great ride, you know, done a tendon, and Lee Everson's done a wonderful job there. And I think across the board, mate, just seeing um, just seeing Clint McDonald get a really nice horse to win the prelude. I think it's called Hayasugi. Um, yeah, that's it, Hayasugi. Yeah, so Jamie rode it. It's great for Clinton too. So I think at the end of the day, racing, you know, Wayne, we were talking about um, leading into the carnivals. We're looking for some nice horses. Well, I think we've seen some nice horses step out on the weekend and, and, uh, you know, headed by Mr. Brightside, which is wonderful. And uh, I think the carnival's gearing up. It's going to be wonderful. Wayne, your yes, yes, yes? No, I'm pretty good this week. I think the O-Nos have, uh, O-Nos have had it. But, uh, Gareth, you did have an O-No, didn't you, before you, Johnny, uh, before well, Mark Sarah pulled the plug on his uh, internet? I did. My O-No um, was a yes, 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 your mum, in fact. I thought it was so wonderful declaring that she didn't know how she had a son like Wayne um, in the nicest possible way. And my other I know was, um, um, what was my other I know? I did write it down. You were, go- you were this is great radio. You were going to include Johnny O'Neill, but he'd... Uh, oh, yeah, Johnny O'Neill. For, Johnny O'Neill for um, saying that the biggest no-no in racing is to bring in these international jockeys because it simply doesn't work for a hit and run mission. That was his that was his that was his opinion during the spring carnival. And all of a sudden well, it's not he's the bring, spring, it's the autumn. It's all right in the yeah, autumn. Yeah, I know. But you're bringing out a, a young kid and an, an apprentice who was claiming all the way from Ireland to compete in an English this millennium. Kid, this kid, ladies and gentlemen, you just watch him go through. If you're watching international racing and getting ready for Ascot. Yes. And, Ireland. He is an absolute jet. Oh. Yes. He's a so jet. What, I'm, what I'm saying is Johnny's easily persuaded, obviously. Molly Bloom, Johnny, where do we see her next? Yeah, um, that was a big deal that Aussie's done, structured up, which is fantastic. And yes. we're very, very lucky. Aussie's got a great relationship over there. So uh, the existing owners will stay in and all of us got a little share to have a bit of fun. So yeah. she'll have a break now. Uh, and head to Queensland, I think. We'll have okay. a bit of a look, and there's a couple of races up there. If not, we'll um, we'll put her away for the spring, but I'd say that'll be up to Lance and the crew in the short term, and then Oz will work out um, with Maddie Becker what process we go through with trainers. Um, but uh, watch this space. It's going to be exciting. Now, what's this space? Now, I'm just hearing on the grapevine here, I know this is like the rumour mill and giddy up, there could be a couple of massive superpowers joining forces in Australian racing that would rock this world. If it happens, it's a genius move, if you ask me. Um, that's all I can reveal at the moment. It's all I can Maybe reveal. Maybe it's the stewards. Is it the stewards? Is it the stewards and us? No. Are we all going to get them and Ooh. so we don't 
Is it I, I now I now I genuinely handle my heart don't know this. Is, is it a David Eustace replacement, Gareth? Well, I don't know if it's along those type of lines. It's probably bigger. Oh, okay. Big bigger. Bigger than bigger than a bit someone big going in with Kieran Maher, okay. I generally have no idea about that. Well, Gareth, yeah, can no you please I mean break it here with us on, on the main steps, please? A bit more, a bit more info, Gareth. No, but I can't, I, I can't reveal these around. This is called the rumour mill. This is anything confirmed. It was a bit like the David Hay situation that I broke ages ago, and then you threw me under the bus, so I've got to be careful. <laughs> so, and usually the G Hall mail is pretty good. Ooh, so, no, nice. there's a lot of water to go under the bridge here, but as I said, two superpowers of Australian racing. Two superpowers. Yes. Peter Volandis and Gil McLaughlin. Okay. Yes. Hey, what do you make of Gil McLaughlin? Is he, do you think he's over the line? Johnny, what are you hearing? I think the bloke's a jet. He loves racing. He did a wonderful job with the AFL. I'm not quite yeah. sure. But I've got 25 I mean, seconds. Do to get great people into racing yeah. um, and continue to promote the sport and really address, um, you know, the challenges that we've got in areas around yeah. prize money. And, I've got 10 and, and seconds. Okay, yeah, so he's a jet, mate. He's, yep. He'd be unreal. Right. The Love your work, boys. Have a wonderful day. See you, See you Gareth. Get your hands See out you. of your pocket. Put those yeah. hands up. Keep buying. Mark Sarah is calling as we speak. Never to write for you uh, again, Johnny. <laughs> See ya.